Coming up on the Tech UK podcast today. Cheaper calls for UK consumers, the digital economy bill is passed, the iPad is released, iPhone OS 4.0 features, Microsoft has renamed Windows Phone 7 series, Blu-ray discs, and much, much more. So get ready for this episode of the Tech UK podcast. Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of the Tech UK podcast. I'm Giovanni. And I'm Stefano. And this week's been very exciting with news from Apple, from the government, and of course we've got some good news for UK mobile users. So let's get in with the news. So our first bit of news was actually announced last week. But it was announced on April 1st, so we didn't report it just in case it wasn't true, because you can never tell what's true and what isn't online on April 1st. And Ofcom has now announced that mobile calls will be getting much cheaper, probably, as the register puts it. Basically, um, the UK regulator Ofcom has published proposals to cut the mobile termination rate significantly. And it's going to go down quite considerably, which should mean that networks will be forced to lower their rates. This is really good news because it means that the the main reason why, why networks are saying, oh, we have to keep our prices so high, is because of um, mobile termination rates. So now they have an excuse. They Sorry, now they have no excuse. And they can just they can just basically reduce their rates. They have no reason not to. And I'm sure if they don't, Ofcom will get on their backs. Have you got anything to add, Stefano? Oh, I've actually found something else. Um, so the current PAC, the PAC code system, where you can wait up to a week and get a letter from um, your your current mobile company to switch to another company, you need to get a PAC code. So you say, this is my PAC code to your new company and your number will get transferred over. So what will be happening now is that networks have to give you a PAC code via text within two hours. So um, as the register points out, this leaves very little time for the customer attention team to be in touch, which could be bad. And um, what's happened is the fee paid um, for networks to receive the call, which is the termination rate, will be going from 4.6 pence per minute um, for, for, free, for the mobile network free and 4.3 pence for everyone else. This will, will be coming down till, to, to 2.5 pence per minute and eventually by 2014 it will come down to half a penny per minute, which, um, sorry, not per minute, per, per call. And this should keep your, this should get your calls a lot cheaper, which I think is fantastic, because some of the prices that, for example, O2 are charging for calls at 25p for the first minute are absolutely ridiculous. So this will hopefully make every network have to get down to around 10p for competitive reasons. And, of course, our second bit of news is uh, from the UK is about the government releasing the Digital Economy Act, which it passed late on Wednesday Um late Wednesday afternoon and evening. And so what is this? This basically is 
an act of parliament which says what the government regulates, what has to happen. So we've got um, provisions about what Ofcom will be doing, how internet domains um, work, how Channel 4, for example, works. But the main reason why people are getting up in arms about these things is because it has included sections about the online infringement of copyright, including copyright performers' rights, and about penalties for infringement. The bill proposes adding a clause to the Communications Act 2003 with the effect that internet service providers could be forced to disclose details of their customers who repeatedly infringe copyright. So this means that, say, if you illegally download several things, the um, the company that's looking for you will be able to get your ISP to hand over your details. And... Um, you can, they will face a fine of a quarter of a million pounds if they don't give your details over. Uh, so basically, for tech people, all that is, 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 um, the bad-ish bit about this is only that part. No, no, there, there's, there's more. If you thought that was it, the, um, ISPs are also going to be required to block access to sites which allow, quote-unquote, substantial um, copyright infringement. That is absolutely crazy. We're going to... What they're proposing is the Great Firewall of China coming to the UK. So what does this exactly mean? So this means that the government will be regulating, it will force your ISP, your internet service provider, to essentially grass you up if you if you download illegal material. And I, I don't see too much problem with that, but it's the part where it says that they will be able to block websites which they deem have a lot of infringing copyrights. And as China does, they say, oh, it's to protect the children. Yes, and we're, we're doing all this good stuff. No, it's not. What China does is it censors things which they don't like. So if someone talks about, about bad about their government... They, they won't appear on the internet. They'll get a page which says, sorry, this website cannot be found. And this could very well happen in the UK. It could get to the extent where if I write something bad about the government, my site is banned, and they'd say the reason would be for infringing copyright. I think this, this is a terrible, terrible idea. And apparently over 10,000 people have written to their MPs over the last week saying that this shouldn't happen, and there's been people writing to their MPs. I actually emailed my MP about this, and the bill was still passed. And it was with a pretty good majority, around 70% of people, um, agreed that this should be passed in, um, in government. So I think this is it's a very, very big backward step for the UK. I think by you saying that... Um... Now, um, our website will be blocked. Yep, so, if you can't get to our website, you're going to have to subscribe via iTunes, which we would appreciate anyway. Now, getting on to more general news around the world. The iPad has actually gone on sale in the US um, last week, as you probably have noticed. And so, the iPad went on sale on Saturday... And Apple has now announced that 450,000 had been sold as of Thursday afternoon. An incredible amount of iPads sold so quickly. Yeah, I don't think many people would want an iPad. But I think it's because of those rich people who want Mac. 
products if they're new? Um, well, we can see that a lot of people do want an iPad because if they sold almost, they probably sold half a million by now by the time um, you hear this. And it seems that the iPad apps as well are all um, going very, very well. And users have actually downloaded three and a half million apps as of yesterday afternoon, Thursday. Um, I was actually going to say that um, I really wouldn't buy an iPad now. I think I'd wait if if it had a, a camera, which would be likely... Yeah, I'm pretty sure next gen will be it will get a camera. And as Apple have announced a lot of new features in OS 4.0, which we'll get to in a bit, um, for the iPhone and the iPad, it seems very likely that there will be a a new um, a new camera coming to it. Probably, I don't think they would add much else to the new one. And there've actually been rumors now of a six to 7-inch version coming out for $400, which is a blatant lie. That can only be a lie. So, so what about multitasking on this? Oh, yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah, we'll... but I think on the iPad. Oh, yeah, you'll you'll figure it. I'll tell you about okay. all that in a second. Oh, because so, I thought it was for... Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, iBooks, which we thought maybe might not do as well, are now... Doing really well with 600,000 e-books um, from the iBook store downloaded in the first five days. It's not clear how many of those were actually free ones, but it means on average uh, every iPad owner has downloaded about one and a half books. I have to disagree with you. I think that um, the reason that I would buy an iPad would be mainly for the iBook store. But yeah, I'm not saying that it's not a good idea or anything. I'm just saying... Um, that that they they've done okay. They've already done six hundred thousand downloads. Even if a lot of those were free, it's very good. I think it's going to be a very good reading device. And as of yet, for us here in the UK, Apple has still not announced either the UK pricing or release date. But yesterday they did um, remind people that it will be available in the rest of the world. That is not the US for. Um, the end of April. So at the price of $500 and plus tax on top of that, which may be $70 in some states um, or $60, it depends on the state you're in. I think Florida is about $60 or $70 on top. So it seems that the price is reasonable. People are picking up at the price, but we'll see how sales slow because they sold 300,000 on the first day then four days after they only sold 150,000 so it does show how the people that do want it probably have it by now um uh, didn't a lot of people go to um new york and buy the ipad because isn't it cheaper there or something like no it's just the um it's the main apple store that everyone knows so oh. that's where um that's where a lot of people went to get it. A lot of people also went to Palo Alto um, to get theirs, which is one of the stores. And Steve Jobs actually appeared there, and most people probably didn't even notice him because he was being quite sly about the way he was dressing. Um, maybe um, he could have signed some I- iPads. Well, he might have done. And um, the head of design was there. I forgot his name, but he's the, the man with the English accent in the, in the Apple videos. So... Um, yeah, it seems that 
that it has been a very successful launch for Apple. And as if we didn't have enough Apple news this week, iPhone OS 4.0 has arrived and wow, has it done a lot for people. So the first thing they did was as soon as they arrived, they it basically went over these statistics about the iPad, how well the the reception was, how well people rated it, how the critics were saying it was. And they then said, thanks for coming this morning, we've got something to share with you that we're excited about. He then revealed all the details about iBooks, the 1 million iPad apps um, downloaded in the first 24 hours. And then he showcased some of the screenshots of um, some of the apps which were available for the iPad, such as iPad, Labyrinth 2, We Rule, Disney Digital Comics, etc. And then um, Jobs says that Pop Science Magazine, the EMAG, was a breakthrough, and Netflix too. And he made quite a few jokes throughout the presentation, which I'm not going to reiterate as they were terrible. And he then said that... The iPhone actually has 64% mobile browsers share, and that if you combine all the other mobile browsers um, together, it's actually less than the iPhone. So, we're getting straight into the OS 4.0. It took them about half an hour to get into it, but they said that there's 100 new user features. Some of these include the ability to create playlists on the phone, five times digital zoom in the camera, Bluetooth keyboard, spell check, gift apps... Um, right on the phone, tap focus video, which is quite nice. Places and photos, so we'll get the places thing from the Mac on your iPhone. Home screen wallpaper, file and delete, mail search results, web search from suggestions, larger fonts for mail, SMS and alerts, rotate photos, sync iPad, iMap notes, um, iPod out, wake on wireless. Then he says that there are seven tent pole features, and these are the main things that people will be getting excited about. And the first one is... Multitasking. And yes, he said, we weren't the first at this party, but we're going to be the best. And he compares it to being late to the game with copy with cut and paste and copy and paste. And um, he says it's it's been easy to implement and it's been done in a way that won't slow down whatever app you're using. So he then gave a demo of it and basically you'll double tap the home button and a little thing will appear from the bottom and it will basically have all the running apps, and you can just switch between them. Steve Jobs actually demoed it with 12 apps at once, which um, shows that it does work quite well. And within the multitasking, there's actually seven different Apple-approved APIs which are available. So there's audio APIs, which means that stuff like Pandora, Spotify, etc. will be able to play in the background while you switch between apps. And when you, you switch to your lock screen, the iPod controls will actually be working for Pandora or Spotify, which is really, really cool. The next one, um, next bit of multitasking that they've introduced is VoIP, voice over IP. And this is, for example, Skype, and it means that it'll work like a normal phone call. So when you're in a phone call, you can press the home button, you can go and surf the web while talking to someone, and you'll be able to do the same with Skype. So as you talk to someone, you'll be able to um, go and do something else while you talk to them in the background, and it will have that same bar across the top, which says, click here to return to call. And next thing they have is background location, and this will be used for two classes of applications, things like turn-by-turn directions, and other social networking applications, like Looped, or um, what are the big ones now? We've got Foursquare and Goala, 
And so he says you could, for example, be listening to music and have the GPS directions in the background. Albeit goods GPS apps actually already have this, so it doesn't seem that much more useful, but it could be good. And of course, um, it will be using the cell towers and it will triangulate your position and also use the GPS, so it won't use a ton of power. And it'll have a little icon which will tell you if basically you're being tracked and if you're showing your location at that time. You'll also be able to do it in specific um, applications. So, for example, you could enable your location services to be on for the camera, but off for, for example, I don't know, Flickr. So you don't want to share your location with that. The next um, API of multitasking is push notifications. And they've said that 10 billion push notifications have been sent so far since OS 3.0 came out less than a year ago and nine months ago. And essentially, now, before when they sent push, no push notifications, they had to go through the Apple server and come down to your phone. Now they'll just be able to do it in-app, which is going to be quite cool. And they also have, so that is called local notifications. It's going to get more exciting. And there's task completion, which basically moves, say, uh, means, say that you're using, I don't know, Flickr app. It can be uploading pictures and you can basically go and do something else and the task will complete in the background. Of course, all the applications have to implement all this. Finally, the last API is fast app switching, which basically means it will work in this multitasking way. And your apps essentially hibernate, so they don't use any CPU. And then as soon as you go back to them, um, they, they are exactly where they were before and it's instant. So that's the first tentpole feature which was multitasking, and it seems that they've they've finally put something in that I've wanted. And moving on to our next one, which is folders. And now you find this one quite exciting, didn't you, Spawn? Yeah, because um, I sort of like to be organised, and, like, my games are all over the, the place, and my different apps, which I use generally... And say if you're on, for example, the last page of apps and you need to get the fir to the first, you can click the the little home button and it'll take straight for the, to the first page. But if you need to jump, for example, from the first to the last page, you can't just swipe once and go straight to the last page. You'll have to keep swiping and swiping and swiping. And it does seem very cumbersome. So now they've introduced folders, which is a solution for flicking between pages of apps on a phone. So essentially, you'll you'll get... Your icons, so let's say we have, I don't know, we have Toy Story Mania and Uno as two of our apps. What we do is we drag one on top of the other and it will turn into a folder and it will be automatically named by the category of apps. So in that case it would be games, but you can change the name of the folder obviously. And you just keep on dragging apps into this folder and the folder icon will actually be um, little icons of all the games inside it or all the productivity apps. And essentially, you're on your home screen or whatever, and you just click the folder and all your games appear there. So it does look like it's going to be a much easier way. So you could essentially have 16 folders or three folders and just put games inside each, um, games inside one folder and then productivity inside the other, which means no, no more than two taps will it take to get to your um, app. I think that's really, really good. And just one thing, with uh, like a photo count as an app in itself, and, yeah, and it, will, become, it will use a square. So, no, no, I think, like, um, uh, will, it, will it, um, take more space up, or... Oh, I doubt, um, I guess it will just be, it's gonna take up a, 
an extra little image because it has to make an image of all the small apps, but it'll be something tiny like maybe a megabyte or something, which is it's, it's nothing. Job says the implementation was beautiful, and he says you can have as many folders as you like. Well, hey. And you can actually place folders on the dock just like any app, other app icon, which is quite good. Now, uh, another thing you're able to do is wallpaper. Amazingly, you can now change your wallpaper so you have one for your backgrounds and one for your lock screen. Yay! I I actually like wallpapers because um I do really like the black dark screen or like the earth in my lock screen. So yeah, I know, but. It's the fact that you couldn't do this before. It's, it's really quite lame that you'd have to have the same wallpaper for everything. Now, um, Job says that before you could only have 180 apps. Now you can have 2100 apps. Um, 2160, in fact. So, I think it's going to be more of a space issue now than the amount of apps you could use. Because I do know a lot of people that ran into the maximum amount of apps and just thought, why can't I have more? I, I want to have more apps. And it was simply a, a problem with organising them. And this is probably going to be... This is good because recently Apple implemented in... Was it OS 3.0 or... I think it was iTunes 9 possibly. Where you can actually plug in your iPod or iPhone and just organise the apps there. So this will, will mean that you won't need to do that anymore. So the next thing that um, he says is the, the next tentpole feature is the new mail app which is now available and this this basically has a unified inbox which means that you can get you can now do more than one exchange account which is good so if you work for multiple businesses or something you can have them all come into one inbox so you can have your gmail your yahoo your um what else aol another gmail and maybe two exchange accounts all into one inbox and Basically, it will you'll have your new messages in the inbox. You'll be able to individually drill down into each one as well. I'm just wondering, um, can't um, uh, you do that on the Google Mail already? And like, yeah, yeah. But obviously, if you do that on Google Mail, um, it's you're doing it on Gmail, so it's all going to be organized by Gmail. And some, for example, some internet service providers or some exchange companies don't want you redirecting their mail. So this will, like, for example, you'll be able to use your work email, which you probably wouldn't be able to do with Gmail anyway. Also, the new version of um, iPhone Mail will have fast inbox switching, an option to organize messages by thread, and the ability to open attachments with an app from the App Store. So that's good. So you'll mm. actually be able to open the attachments directly in there, which I think is fantastic. So if you get a, a Mail app, you'll be able to click that and it'll launch another app, which opens that. Um, say, if you get a a Word document in your mail app, you'll be able to open that up, which is really nice. Uh, finally, it's there as well. It seems that Apple so far has been catching up a lot with what other f- other operating systems already have. Yeah, um, uh, I know that you said like one or two weeks ago that, that that's, um, Apple needs to do something big. Yeah, to be honest, so far, I think it's enough to keep a lot of people happy. Until they drop the bombshell at the end of the presentation, which I will talk about in a minute. 
But our next fourth tentpole feature is iBooks, which is now available for both iPhone and iPod Touch. And um, basically, as the, with the Kindle app, your books and page placements will be synced wirelessly across all your devices. Hopefully, they'll be releasing iBooks as well for the Mac. This didn't really surprise me because um, I was just thinking probably that they will make an app, an iBooks app for them. Apple Touch or iPhone. Um, yeah, so it has come out, which is good. And the fact that it syncs your page is like the Kindle, so you can be reading on page 15 on your iPhone and it will calculate the exact same place in your, um, in your, on your iPad and it will just, it'll let you play. Um, couldn't you, like, draw on, like, the thing on the iPad? Like, like notes? I'm not sure. I don't think iBooks does that. I think, um... The, what's the other one called? The Kindle one does do that, though. So, please correct me if I have got that wrong. So, the next major feature for consumers, which is actually for enterprise people, is going to be new enterprise features. So, there's going to be data protection. Um, so, basically, you'll be able to protect your email messages and attachment stores on a free GS by using the device passcode as an encryption key. Interesting. Mobile device management, so you'll be able to um, deploy and manage large iPhone fleets with the iPhone OS 4.0. And you'll actually be able to do the next feature, which is wireless app distribution. So you can just distribute in-house apps um, to employees over Wi-Fi and 3G. And the apps can be updated without requiring users to connect to their computers. That's really good. Improve the mail and exchange support. Um, iPhone OS 4.0 allows users to set up multiple um, Exchange Active Syncs accounts, and it now also works with Exchange Server 2010. And SSL VPN support, which basically means there's going to be another secure way of accessing um, enterprise resources, which um, which is really good. And it's the support from this is from Juniper and Cisco, which, um, if you're familiar with the companies, are two really, really big companies in this um, security and IT space. So, the next thing Steve Jobs announced, which, to be honest, I wasn't really happy about, the next two, actually, it's the Game Center, and essentially it's going to be an Apple's own social gaming network, and you can invite friends, set up matchmaking, support for leaderboards, and tracking game um, achievements. N- no. Just no, Apple. I'm just wondering, um, I think... Th- they also want to get into the gaming business, as in trophies, because... Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying by achievements. Is the center spelled wrong? No, center spelled in the American way. Oh. C-N-T-E-R. But hopefully they will correct it for the English version, or... Probably not, because yeah. we call stuff center like that when it's American. And so it's basically a social network for gaming, and meh, this is going to be available later this year. I just think this is going to take away from a lot of the other current social networks. But Apple says that um, companies, game developers, for example, have been asking for a unified um, social networking so that all the games can interact. So it could be quite good. You could just be using your iPhone and then um, you could get a little alert which says, um, Jack wants to play with you um, at Plants vs. Zombies. Would you like to accept? And then you could say yes. It does mean that you'll be able to get a lot more interactive features, which I suppose can't be too much of a bad thing. Now, Steve Jobs decided to announce something ridiculously named iAds. 
seriously, as if you couldn't add already. No, um, I add is mobile advertising. And he says he wants to help developers make money off their creations. But he says that most of this mobile advertising really sucks. And we thought we might be able to make some contributions. And he says that he wants to deliver 1 billion ad impressions per day by the end of the year. As each um, average user spends 30 minutes a day using apps, 10 ads per device per day, so they get a billion um, ad impressions. He says the apps um, basically should be interactive. They should be ads you want to click. And it seems that the the um, developers of apps will be getting 6%. I kind of agree with this and I kind of don't. I don't like the fact that... I've paid for an app, but maybe there'll be more more free apps, and the developers will make more money that way. I'll have no problem with that. I have no problem with having a free ad with an a free app with an ad in it. Now, if I'm paying for my um, app and I have an ad in it, or if they start putting ads inside the OS, so I could be I don't know because they said something about search engine ads, so I might be getting ads in that as well. I don't like that. I know. Um... I don't really get why they they did this except for money. They're taking the mick out of um, Google, who just bought AdMob, and there's actually questions about this, which we'll get to on later on in the in the question and answer session. But um, he basically says he she showcased a Toy Story free ad and a Nike ad, and you basically just have a little ad at the bottom. You click on it, and um, you could have like a little game embedded. And he said it's all done in HTML5, so he's making a crack at Flash then, isn't he? And um, you could, for example, get an ad for Target, and then you click on it, and you have a little shopping list which appears. You could be go. It could be a little ad for the for a certain film, and you could click it, and it will use your GPS on the phone. I don't think this is. This is going to be. I don't think people will like this, especially once they announced that this will not actually be, in fact, compatible with all devices. So, if you don't have an iPhone 3GS, you will not be getting all of the features. If you don't have an iPod Touch 3rd Gen, you will not be getting all the features. And this essentially means that if you have the iPhone 3G and iPod Touch 2nd Gen models, you'll, you won't be able to run everything, like the main feature of multitasking. So, I guess that does mean you have to buy a new phone or a new iPod. Basically, what this means for me is is that I'm probably gonna have to pay one pound fifty nine to get ads. Yeah. Um. And if it if if it's an like compulsory payment up to to get four point oh on the iPod Touch, which they didn't actually announce if you had to pay for it or not. I hope they don't because of the ad feature. They should just say, okay, we're gonna put ads on your phone now. You should have this for free. No, I think it will be. I think you will have to pay us a low amount, like the last update. The last one was something like £5, which I think is completely unreasonable. Anyway, they shouldn't be charging for that. But um, it seems that if you don't have a 3GS or the newest iPod Touch 3rd Gen, which they said did not have any upgrades over the iPod Touch 2nd Gen, obviously they've literally just used, just released that so that people can say, oh, mine's better than yours because I can do multitasking now. I th- I think if anyone was going to um, wait for this, that they should just wait for the new iPhone, which is it's most likely coming out in the summer, pretty much guaranteed. They've said that um, 
iPhone 4.0 will be available in the summer for the iPod Touch and the iPhone. And now, with the iPad also to develop for, it'll be available this fall. And hopefully, they haven't announced this, but um, it's pretty much guaranteed that you'll be able to do the multitasking on the iPad because of the quick processor in that. So, if you do need to get a new iPod Touch or a, a new iPhone... Either wait till the summer for the iPhone or September for the iPod Touches, because that's the time they usually get refreshed. So, they then had a question and answer session, and they said, will the data usage put a lot of um, hindrance on the networks? And they said AT&T, the American network, as an example. And they said, you're not going to be watching a video that runs in the background, so no, it won't make, uh, it won't be a big problem. And other big... Questions were, is international launch of iPad affected by this? Job says no, that's still on track for April. Explain the achievements. They said that they're still investigating that. And will the iAds go through an app approval process style thing? They said that um, some ads would rather not run. I'm not sure it's going to be anything other than a light touch. So most ads, there, there will be some kind of approval process. Um, in the same way that TV doesn't show certain ads. And someone asked, what about Java and Flash in the OS 4.0? Jobs' best answer ever, uh, no. <laughs> that just made me laugh as soon as I read that. Um, is Apple going to be providing a development environment for ads? Jobs says it's all HTML5. And how's multitasking handle things like Twitter timelines, which remember... Will they remember where you last were? And they say that, yes, it'll, it'll load up exactly as it was before. So that won't be a problem. What else have they said? Um, so the math behind the 1 billion ad impressions is iPhone um, user spends 30 minutes a day. And put an ad in every 3 minutes. You get 3 ads every 10 minute period. So And they'll have shipped 100 million iPhone Apple Touch by this summer. They're already at 85 million which is a substantial amount. And actually, a lot more iPhones have been sold than Apple Touches, which I was rather surprised about. Um, there's now 185,000 apps, by the way, in the App Store, 3,500 for the iPads. Is Apple going to be an ad agency? They said they don't have any plans for this. Um, the compatibility with older devices. Job says some of the earlier hardware couldn't support it so there was no decision to make can someone asked can you do anything to make these phones safer for driving he said they've done more than enough and they've done more than anyone else um and it looks like google navigator will not be coming to the maps app so what else uh running unsigned applications on the phone will that be possible job says there's a porn store for android you can download them your kids can download them that's the place you don't want to go so we're not going there uh, anything else? Ooh, not really. That's, that's about it. Uh, last question was, how do you close apps with the new multitasking feature? And, um, basically, and the other question was, can developers still use alternative ad platforms? Kill an app, he says you don't have to. Does this mean you can't? Forstall says the apps run, and if an app doesn't need any resources, the system won't give them any. So I, I assume that... Basically, multitasking means that if an app doesn't need to run in the background, when you press the home button, it will just close instead of going into the multitasking bar. And for ads, developers can still use alternatives to iAds, which is good that they're not locking in developers yet. And it seems that Apple has 
for the most part, done very well with um, its its features here, and it has actually it, it's added a lot that other competitors already had, but a few new interesting additions. So the other minor features highlighted in the slide of OS um, iPhone OS 4.0 were stuff such as spell check, persistent Wi-Fi. Does that mean Wi-Fi will actually work all the time? Cell data only settings, so you'll be able to use just data and not um, the the actual calls, which is interesting. Bluetooth keyboards, choose image size in mail messages. The thing I'm more confused about is GIF apps. GIF apps means you, um, you can already do this on iTunes. Essentially, you... You can say, I want to, as you can do with Steam, for example, you say, I want to gift this app, and you just put, put the person's email in, and when they, um, see, they'll get an email from iTunes saying, someone has gifted you this app, so you can have it for free. Basically, you pay for it, say, if I gift an app to you, really? I'll pay for it, and you'll, um, get it for free. Um, other new things are larger fonts for mail, birthday calendar, recent web searches, the create playlist, obviously, top hit insert. They also have something called top hit insert, which I'm not sure what that actually is, but seems to be another feature. iPod out, I assume this means you'll be able to have your video coming out straight onto a TV screen. Upload workouts, Nike Plus, places and photos, again, wake on wireless, search SMS, MMS messages. And, yeah, that's about it. So, 100 um, new features, basically. 100 minor new features, they say, and the 7 new features. But some of these are just really obscure features. Just want to say two things that are still missing for me. The first one is the fact that you can't actually still um, sync wirelessly, which I think is still a bit of a disappointment for Yeah, um, maybe that will be the next one. Never know. I don't know. Apple does seem a bit restrictive. And it seems that they just want users to have the perfect experience. So that probably wouldn't be coming. Um, the iPhone 4.0 software has actually been analysed now. And it suggests that the next-gen iPhone will have a camera flash. Which um, will improve the quality of snapshots and videos taking dark scenarios. Which um, which would be quick, pretty nice as well. There's another feature which I, 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 I can't remember what I wanted as well in the iPhone. But it hasn't happened either. Um, I think I know, I think I know what, what, um, uh, you want. Maybe in the next, in the next iPhone, um, basically, um, a, c- a camera out to the front. Um, I can't remember what it was, but I was, I was thinking actually inside software. Um, but, yeah, it, for the camera and all that, they haven't allow- announced a new iPhone, obviously, but... Yeah, and that would be really useful on the iPod Touch as um, well. Yeah, so hopefully that'll be coming to those two, and then that'll make the OS 4.0 even more useful for the iPod Touch, which is currently very limited um, in its photo capabilities, as you have to copy all of the photos into the app. So, is that enough Apple news? Oh, let, let's just skip quickly to... um. Our last story, which would have been here, but because I'm tired of Apple, just want to get rid of this one, which is that the iPad has already been jailbroken. As of Tuesday, um, there's a video online which shows a guy basically managed to hack into it. Was in it when? Was it the release date? Like when? It, it was essentially launched. it was essentially a couple of three, two, three, four days after, and there was a video online straight away saying that it had been jailbroken. So, um, it's apparently because in the 3.2 firmware, they did not, um, essentially, they did not 
patch every single one of the problems that the the three point one three had addressed. So it seems that there's not very good communication within Apple and their departments, but it basically shows that we could be getting even more cool features if there's a really good jailbreak on. Doesn't really seem to be a reason now for the jailbreak community to exist because multitasking is there now, isn't it? Yeah. But obviously it's going to be for the reason of if you have an iPhone 3G, you'll want multitasking and you'll jailbreak it. Um, also, um, you um, know other part of the bottom where like you can only fit like four apps. Yeah. Yeah, you can fit more there with jailbreak. Jailbreak, yeah. yeah. And, well, you can do that now as well with the folder-style feature, yeah. but that'll take an extra tap, because that, that may take very long for you, so that extra tap might be worth jailbreaking your phone for. Sarcastic. Okay, now, that's enough about Apple. Yay. Let's go straight to their big competitor, Microsoft. To be honest, we don't have 20 minutes of news to talk about with them today. They basically says that, essentially... It will be dropping series from the name of the ever-confusing Windows Phone 7 series. So if you had a Windows Phone 7 series phone, it is now called a Windows Phone 7 phone. So they've made it slightly less ridiculous. Windows Phone 7 does, does sound quite good. I would have preferred Windows 7 Mobile or Windows 7 Mobile, as they say it. That would have sounded better. But they've got rid of Mobile and Mobile because they don't want to say that anymore. So, Windows Phone 7 it is. Yeah, that's simple as that, really. Yeah. Um, on the same thing, obviously, Apple does does name its um, phones easier, because it can do iPhone, and then iPhone 3G, iPhone 3GS. Next one, probably going to be called the iPhone HD, probably. Or iPhone 3, 3GSS. Or 3GS too. Yeah. 3GS with loads of new features, which loads of other phones have had for time. Yeah, or, or maybe iPhone multitask. Yeah, I think iPhone HD will be the one for them, because, you know... But they... I don't think they will have... No, HD. no, we've gone back into Apple. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. Back. <laughs> so, um, this is now news from the Blu-ray Disc Association. Is that what they're called, the people that do this? Basically, they've developed a new type of Blu-ray. So, as if 25 and 50 gigabytes weren't enough on a Blu-ray disc, you'll now be able to get 128. It's called the Blu-ray um, BDXL. This is really good for the PlayStation system. Yeah, that's what you think, wasn't it? Yeah, Until but... you then find out straight underneath the article... Which means that it's currently just for commercial use, but they will be launching um, consumer discs. And, wait for it, wait for it, there's bad news. As Gizmodo puts it, you'll need to buy a new player recorder to use the 128GB discs. So, as if we hadn't paid enough to upgrade to this, Blu-ray and the premium that is already on that. Hopefully this will actually make Blu-ray discs cheaper. Maybe um, PlayStation will release a new PlayStation 3 um, like or may- maybe year. it can be done by firmware updates, but I doubt it. I think yeah. it has to be a, um, a completely yeah. new thing. Because it'll probably be multiple, even more layers, and they'll probably have to do that thing. Because the current discs, if they're normal, they'll go to 25 gig, and then if they're um, dual layer, they'll go up to 50 gig. And what happens is, if you're watching a film, sometimes you may notice it stutter or something, and that's why it's changing layers. This was happens on DVDs, etc., and it's essentially like those double flipping discs, but all on one layer, and yeah. it will just change. So this will probably be several layers, I guess. 
And um, that's quite good news, except for the pod where you have to buy a new thing. Yeah. And, oh wait, it's not only that, they're also releasing another one called the IHBD, so the something something Blu-ray disc, and this will be essentially a rewritable disc, up to 100 gigs, and this one will have two layers of, um, of, this is with a current capacity of 50 gigs, and one layer will be rewritable, the other layer will just be a ROM. And there's also BDL... Excel, which yeah, is the one Excel that I've just... Yeah. BDXL is the one that we just talked about that goes up to 128 gigs. Yeah. So, so um, that's, that is it yeah, for the it's, news yeah. this week. Sorry if you've had to listen to most of the po- um, the podcast being about Apple, but we do have to cover news on what's happened. So thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week with more UK news and more um, international news. Bye. Bye. Don't forget, if you like, subscribe to our podcast, subscribe on iTunes, keywords, tech UK. Also, you can subscribe at feeds.feedburner.com slash tech UK podcast. Visit our website at techukpodcast.blogspot.com and use our email techukpodcast at gmail.com to contact us. Thanks so much for listening.